Rowa has just drawn a jagged line in the dirt, an ancient symbol for the god of death. The sheriff had warned the Crowa not to make a move and has ordered his men to open fire. Fire! Fire! Just before the soldiers pull the trigger, little molehills appear on the ground in front of the Crowa. Hundreds of little tuatara burst out and fly through the air, creating a type of shield. The soldiers fire at the Crowa, but the bullets hit the little tuatara instead blocking the bullets and shielding the crower from harm. Not a single shot makes it through. And when each of the little tuatara hit the ground, they dissolve, disappearing back into the earth. The soldiers stop shooting after they realize that the crower is being protected by the tuatara and they are wasting their ammunition. When the shooting stops, another sound emerges. One of the soldiers lifts his shirt to see that the pain is emanating from his stomach. He watches it grow, quickly getting bigger and bigger until... The soldier's stomach explodes, spraying blood. Atsuatara pokes his head out of the ruptured stomach. The soldier is already dead, yet something can be seen crawling on the inside of his neck, making its way to the mouth. The soldier's head bobs up and down as a lizard rushes out of his mouth and runs down to the other tuatara, still perched inside of his stomach. Both lizards scamper and disappear. Hmm, it appears that some of your men don't have the stomach for a fight. I'll get you if it's the last thing I ever do. His vitriol is cut off by a shout from the soldier next to him. The soldier's muscles start to shrivel, and the flesh begins to blister. The head starts to shake, and his tongue begins to flick. His eyes roll back, and the top of his skull begins to cave in. With a bone-cracking sound, a tuatara comes out of the soldier's skull. The man collapses, and a tuatara leaps into the air, flicking its tongue, revealing a piece of brain on the end. Another soldier screams, and then another until half of the soldiers are screaming and calling out for help, all of them befalling similar fates. An army of tuatara appear from every nook and cranny. They rush across the ground and up and down the barricades. The soldiers slap, stomp, and fire their guns, but the little tuatara are too quick for them. The tuatara use guerrilla tactics. They come out of nowhere, fight hard, and then disappear before the soldiers can respond. The men that are bitten convulse and froth at the mouth. The tuatara vanish as fast as they appear, and after the last of them has disappeared, 15 men have died in disturbing ways while seven others are seriously injured. Pakeha! If this is about witchcraft, then I stand here before you, guilty as charged. Not that woman. The Toa snigger at the irony. The Kroa's voice returns to one of reason. Some of you will die from witchcraft today. 
yours. How did you put it? Oh, yes. Every last one of you will die. The sheriff is tired of playing games and calls out to the mayor to carry out the sentence. Stop twisting my words, old man. I have a few more words I'd like to see you mess with. Hey, mayor. Hey, John. Can you hear me? The mayor nods his head in acknowledgement. You hang those witches now, you hear? Hang them now! The Tauwa begins to chant a haka from their infamous uri, Te Rauparaha. It starts as a whisper at first, and their fists pound the ground, sending tremors that unsettle the horses. The women are taken to the ropes, but the horses begin to back up. One horse in particular starts tossing its head. It whinnies in distress and pulls at the reins. One of the men tries to settle the horse, but it rises suddenly on its hind legs and strikes out repeatedly with its hooves. The first blow knocks the man unconscious. The second and third blows crush his skull. Shotgun ends the madness and the horse falls heavily to the ground. The other horses bolt and the townsfolk are left stunned and frightened. This is the work of the witches! Get them! Get them lest they curse us! Put a hood over their faces so they don't bewitch us! The three sisters are gagged and hooded. Bring them up! This ends now! Three women are pushed and shoved. Nooses are placed around their necks. Several men do the job intended for the horses. They grab each rope, hoist the women up off the ground. The hooded bodies twitch and struggle as the men tug on the ropes, backwards and forwards. The sound of the haka rises as the townsfolk jeer and hiss. Comes frenzy and bloody fists smash the ground harder. Tauwa raises his tokotoko and the haka stops. The twitching of the bodies has also stopped, and the mayor gives the signal to drop the woman. The men let the ropes go, and the bodies fall quickly. When the bodies hit the ground, a hood falls off. It's not one of the three accused. It's one of the women of the town. The husband, recognizing his wife, runs to her. The hoods of the other two bodies are removed, revealing that the townsfolk have mistakenly hung three of their own. Some of the townsfolk religiously cross their bodies in the shape of a crucifix. Relatives of the other two women rush and howl as they embrace the limp corpses. 
the sheriff looks at the Karaua whose face is stoic. Where are they? Where are those witches? The three women are standing silently amongst the crowd, minus the hoods. Burn them! Yeah, that's how you kill a witch! Yeah, burn them! Burn them! Burn them! Burn them! Send them to hell! Burn them! Burn them! Send them to hell! Burn the witches! Get in! The Kloa cocks his head to the side and raises an eyebrow at the sheriff. Your people sound a bit jumpy. Perhaps they just need to check their spectacles, eh, Pakeha? Shut up, old man. I do not know what's going on here. Ah, oh, it's witchcraft, Dehwa. Makutu. Don't condone it. And then when you see it, look upon it with disbelief. Shut up, I said. The army will be here by first light, and I'll make sure that everybody responsible will pay for what they've done. The Kroa again lifts his hand and snatches the ear like before. Kapo! Be careful what you wish for, Ewa. In the meantime, the townsfolk are rushing to prepare. A stake is driven into the ground and firewood is stacked around it. The women are bound tightly to the stakes. Dried twigs and fern are placed around the feet. The mare lights a torch and flames dance in the breeze. The sheriff calls out to his men who have begun to falter. First the tuatara with the dead still lying amongst them and now the mistaken hangings. Stay strong men, the Lord is on the side of the righteous. The sheriff turns to the mayor. Burn them! The sheriff throws the torch at the twigs and dried fern which easily catch light. The Kroa turns towards the Towa, fills his cheeks and blows a curse intended to strike undetected. A visible trail of air can be seen coming out of the Kroa's mouth. The Towa follows suit doing as the Kroa does, all 140 of them. The same thing happens. A visible breath comes out of each of the warriors' mouths, which causes the dust to rise in front of the Towa. The Kroa lifts his tokotoko and swirls it in front of him. The elements obey his command and the little whirlwinds begin to form. Dozens of them. The whirlwinds begin merging into each other until there's one huge whirlwind, over 50 feet high. The Kroa gives a flick of his tokotoko and the whirlwind advances slowly towards the woman. When the whirlwind reaches the barricades, they are cast aside with ease. The corpses of the soldiers are hurled against the buildings and they splatter on impact. The remaining soldiers run for cover while some of them desert their posts and run for the hills. The townsfolk, seeing the oncoming whirlwind, retreat into the courthouse with fear. When the tornado reaches the woman, the fire beneath has only just started to spread and the women are still relatively unharmed. The whirlwind stands over the fire, sucking up the flames and transforming it into a flaming tornado. The 
flaming tornado stands unusually still, not advancing or retreating. The crower does a fitiapu, flicking the head of his tokotoko from the right to the left. The fire tornado leaps onto the roof of the courthouse. The flames spread quickly and the roof collapses. The townsfolk are caught and knocked out by the falling roof. A dozen or so make it out and they watch. Their kinsfolk, trapped inside, scream in agony as they perish in the fire. The remaining soldiers and townsfolk, who numbered over 120 at the start of the day, have been cut down to fewer than 20. They gather near the three women tied to the stake with the firewood still smouldering. The townsfolk are now determined to finish what they unjustly started, although now they seek revenge. Shoot them! Just, just shoot them! The sheriff flicks a glance at the Kroa, who is still facing towards the Towa. His head suddenly spins right around, unnaturally so, and his eyes are bulging. The Towa begins to chant with deep, rumbling voices. The Towa, who are still down on one knee, are doing all manner of tūkana. Their faces twist and contort. The rolled back eyes, the wild stare to the ground, and the fatu kero kero, rapid eye blink. The sheriff shakes his head and focuses on the three women. Every man and woman grab a gun and take aim at the three. They are about to fire when a huge parliament of owls fly at them. The townsfolk become disoriented with the flapping and the horrible screaming cry of the owls. They begin shooting at the birds, not realizing that they have turned inward and are now shooting at each other. When the gun smoke clears and the owls depart, only the sheriff and the mayor remain. Everyone else is dead. The Kroa turns to the Tauwa, spins his tokotoko over his wrist several times, whips his tokotoko around onto his shoulder, and then slaps the side of his leg. The Tauwa stands, turns, and runs off. The Kroa walks towards the sheriff and the mayor, who are pointing their rifles at him. When he is within a few meters, he calls out to the woman. The women nod their heads, and the Kroa turns his attention back to the sheriff. Are you a man of your word, Pakeha? What are you talking about? Look at what you have done. Me? No, look at what we've done. This is our fault. I said the Towa would not take another step, and I didn't. And you said that everyone responsible will pay for what they've done. Well, not your exact words. Yes, but... But that's not what you meant, nay. What's he talking about, Sheriff? Don't listen to him. He's trying to get into our heads. Everyone's dead, Sheriff. Now what did he mean? 
The mayor points his gun at the sheriff. What are you doing, John? Tell me, or else. Or else what? You'll shoot me? You're damn right, I- The necks of both the mayor and the sheriff crack, and they both collapse to the ground, dead. The Krowa looks up at the three women to see that all of their heads are tilted to one side. Hereana, the bucket kid, does a pūkana at the Krowa who affords himself a grin. Kapo, kapo, Everyone responsible have now gotten what they deserve. Ara, everyone is dead. Except for us, of course. And our women are free. And it turns out that they are what you might call witches after all. Hey, oi. We have a bofidi to prepare for. Hey, a bopo atato manuhiri taimayai. Ara, te taua pakeha ate kawanatanga. Pakikehua, brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa, with funding from Te Māngai Pāho.